0: you guys ever notice the the correlation between the increase in gang activity and the decrease in spiregraph sales? Think about it. <laughs> we will. No, you won't. Alright, here we go. You're listening to the haunting of Blind Manor after show by Horror Movie Talk. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk special The Haunting of Bly Manor after show. It's uh, almost Australian. Ay, good day mate. <laughs> uh, on a, got n- a blockage. Oh, uh, we got a blockage on a normal episode of Horror Movie Talk, we would review and discuss one horror film in detail, but for this special series of 10 episodes, we will be having an opinionated and accidentally funny discussion on each episode of The Haunting of Bly Manor. We will also be throwing in some interviews of the cast and crew for good measure. Uh, As always, your panel of expert hosts for this episode are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology. Say hello, Bryce. Hello. And me, uh, Professor David Day, the foremost Foremoist expert in scare Foremoist Foremoist expert in scare No-no's So, without further ado The Haunting of Bly Manor After Show With Horror Movie Talk We have a great episode for you today I'm really I think this one is my favorite Of the six so far That I've seen Uh, Do you have an opinion on that? How did this one strike you? This one is mostly Henry, right? This is the, yes, this is the The Henry Henry heavy episode. So I think this is going to be a good one. Um, Yeah, this one's pretty cool. We will start out the episode by giving a brief synopsis of the episode, and then we will get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the show. So as I said, today we will be talking about episode number six. And, um, like, like, like we already mentioned, uh, we learn quite a bit of the backstory about, uh, Henry, um, and you know, the family as a whole, you know, we kind of, we kind of get to learn a lot about, uh, Dominic and Charlotte and their relationship. They're the parents who, who passed away. Uh, we get to learn a lot about Henry, which up until now, all we've known is don't call Henry for any reason whatsoever, unless someone's hurt. And even then, why aren't you calling a doctor? And, um, but then, you know, there's actually a decent bit to learn about Flora in this episode as well. Right. She's kind of the B story line in, uh, in this episode, which
1: gives a lot of the rules of what's going on with Miles and Flora and even what was
0: happening with Hannah. Yeah. And it's very sad what's going on with Flora and she's, maybe I just empathize with her very heavily for, because she reminds me so much of my daughter mm-hmm. and uh, and I just go and I just and she's so confused and conflicted and she's just perfectly splendid man. She and she's her, not like Miles. Miles is a little dick. He's <laughs> he sure is. yeah, he's a he's a real he's a real dick. I hope we get to interview him. <laughs> <laughs> This will be the episode when we interview him. (laughs) Hey, Miles, you're a real dick. Um, No, but that's the mark of a good actor, right? That's (laughs) accident. That's the mark of a good actor. If he can make you think he's a dick. Mm.
1: Yeah, so like the guy that played Joffrey on Game of Thrones. Oh, man. How
0: could he not hate that? Oh, man, he's so skillful.
1: Um,
0: Okay. So while this is a long episode at over an hour... Uh, th- these don't have a set time. Have you noticed that some yeah. of them are 40 minutes? Some of them are over an hour, which is great. Is that great? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, it gives the creator
0: yeah. wiggle room. Yes, like, it what? does. And if something doesn't need specifically on the low end, if something doesn't need to be 45 minutes for the love of God, don't stretch it into 45 minutes. Right. And if something needs to be an hour long and you can't cram it into 45 minutes, let it breathe. Right. You know, so, yeah, you're right.
1: There's some people that you, yeah, there's some directors that would, it would probably be a bad idea that they work better with constraints. Sure. Because it forces them to make decisions and not just throw everything in there. Yeah. But Mike Flanagan seems like he's, he's got it dialed in for what he wants and, and how to tell the, a story. The
0: dude's a pro. What's his, what's your
1: favorite Mike Flanagan thing? Um, I mean, Dr. Sleep is real solid. God. I mean, it's it's hard to choose because I, I was blown away by hush. Like I, yeah, was I really, movie. and some part of it was like, I had low expectations. It was like, okay, so this is like another strangers. This is another like yeah. home invasion yeah. guy with a mask, you know, thing. And it's like immediately subverts that trope. Subverts
0: everything the whole way through. Yeah. yeah,
1: And, um, yeah, hush is great. Um, Dr. Sleep, it's it's easier to pick the ones I like least. I, I didn't oh. like Oculus as much as other people I didn't did. mind
0: Oculus. I thought it was pretty good. It was decent. It definitely wasn't as good as Dr. Sleep. Like, Dr. Sleep right. killed it.
1: Actually, maybe just the Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House oh.
0: is like, that's like a monument. Yeah, it sure is. It's a great show. So, before we get into spoilers, uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves You can check us out at HorrorMovieTalk.com. From there, you can find links to all of our social media. Uh, We post new episodes every single Wednesday of our normal show where we just review horror movies. Usually, while we try to do new ones, while there's not a global pandemic going on. But, you know, when there aren't new movies coming out, we just have to go to all the great classics and review them like The Exorcist and Alien and all the good all the good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so, you know, make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you want to catch those every Wednesday. If you'd like to give us a call, do so at our voicemail number 682-253-4468. I'm sure we will have to have an episode of this that comes out a couple, like a week or two after these episodes have uh-huh. come out, just to field all the voicemails of, Yes. <laughs> or see it's not they're gonna be like you don't even you
1: don't even know it's miss gross like all right in our defense we're recording this two weeks before it comes out and the imdb is not filled out at all
0: yeah um and then also if you would like to contribute to um to helping out the show you can do so most directly by going to our patreon page at patreon.com slash horror movie talk or you can just go to horrormovietalk.com click through the banner at the top of the page thanks again for listening and let's get into spoilers <laughs> My skin's a-tingling, just thinking about this spooky tale. Uh-oh. <laughs> that one didn't get it applied. Huh. That's that's kind of weird. Yeah, why Let's didn't see. it get applied in there? Let me see. Hold hey, on. Hey, blah, blah, blah. Dingo, dingo. 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 Is it this? My skin... Oh, weird. Weird. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, as I said, this, this episode clocks in at a minute, or a minute. <laughs> An hour and two minutes. So this is by far the longest episode of the uh of all the haunting of Bly Manners that we've seen so far which I don't know when I pause it at the very start and it's like hey it's only it's or it's a whole hour long I'm kind of like oh man but this one this one ended up being like I said the my favorite of a whole series so far so I guess way to go Mike. You're really sensitive with time like, I am. You, you look at the time code you're like oh Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is I get tired at night. You don't. Right. You have, there are no constraints to your night. I know the constraints to my night and they're finite. And then I just go, and I fall asleep on the floor and wake up four hours later and I'm like, oh, my neck hurts. So, yeah, I do that too. But
1: yeah, I don't, I just care. It, It doesn't matter to me what the length of the movie is as long as it's good. Oh, man. Oh. There's no, I think Ebert has a quote of like, there's no great movie that can be long enough and there's no bad movie that can be short enough, basically. <laughs> like
0: That is very true. Yeah, Tetsuo, <laughs> uh, what, the Iron Man was a little over an hour long, like, or maybe not even an hour long, might have right. been like 56 minutes and you couldn't get out of that room so, fast enough. You know. Yeah, it's like that a, was rough. It really
1: needs to be lopped down to like maybe three minutes.
0: I mean, honestly, it could be. Yeah, that was the longest three minute long YouTube video I've I've ever ever seen. <laughs> uh, so yeah, in this episode, I realized that El, or Henry, the uncle, is Elliot mm. E. T. from E. T. Phone Home, mm. the Stephen King, no mm. <laughs> Steven Spielberg movie, mm-hmm. uh, starring. E.T. Have you ever seen the uh,
1: audition tape for for him, for E.T.? No. Oh, man. Is it great? <sighs> Why? He's just, he's so good. Really? Yeah, as a little kid, he's so good. And he, like, blew away Spielberg. It's like, and you hear Spielberg, and he's like, Pff.
0: well, he, kid, you got the part. <laughs> like, Wow. Can you imagine that moment? Can you even imagine that moment where you're like, a 12 year old kid and you're auditioning in front of fucking Steven Spielberg. And he's like, he, he like gives this uh, like look of disbelief. And then like, you got, you got the part right in E fucking T. Cause he is Spielberg
1: describing like, this is what's happening. They're taking away your friend, you know, they're taking him away and you're basically begging them to stop. And, and you don't understand why. Wow. And the kid's like, henry uh what what's his name yeah his real name is henry yeah his real name's henry thomas thomas so henry thomas is a little probably like nine ten year old yeah like he delivers this performance and he's like crying and it's like really watching a little kid like break down you're like jesus
0: christ wow it's great so. is that on YouTube mm-hmm. I would assume yeah. cool we got gonna check that out so um so this this episode starts off with you know as most episodes uh do with the narrator talking about our uh, our subject a little bit and uh, and she she's saying how he entombs himself in his work mm. and he just kind of shuts himself in his office, preferring to fall asleep in his office um rather than um than his uh, his apartment in the city. So right. So immediately we're given this this uh kind of look into his life of this man doesn't go home he simply stays at work mm. all the time and he drinks heavily. Right. And and he's he's my kind of guy. His two drinks are <laughs> bourbon and scotch. These are the appropriate things to drink if if you're if you want to get drunk and do it in a classy way, I should say. Mm, mm. And be classy, <laughs> right?
1: There's no not classy people that get drunk off of whiskey. None.
0: Zero. Yeah. I dare you. They're all classy. I defy you to show me a a single one. You can't. Mm. Um. So he starts looking down the hall, and there's a figure that appears when he turns away from the hall, a figure that, like, appears, Mm. just kind of apparates. And... um, And then as he sits down to start drinking, uh, it sits down with him and you immediately recognize, oh, that's him. Yeah. It's just him. But it's really off-putting because he's got the smile stapled on his face. Just like – and it's – Just a shit-eating grin. Oh, man. It's so – gross right it's um i do not want to be anywhere near that guy it is great it's one of the
1: it's in the trailer too that the face and it's like really really effective i i
0: uh, i don't yeah i mean so that so the steven spielberg audition tape thing i mean he (laughs) gave me the legit fucking chills just with his facial expression expression Mm -hmm. and it's not even like a a threatening. I mean, it is weirdly threatening. Right. He was just smiling, but it's so much more. It contains like contempt and like right, ugh, spite, spite, and just like yeah, like real hatred. And it's like him looking at himself, kind of. So it's very. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just off putting. Um, yeah. Bri- I I wanted. I put a note in here, Bryce. Do you like scotch? You haven't. You you haven't drank very much. Mm-hmm. But you don't see, you didn't seem to like whiskey. when I mean, not like str-
1: straight up. I don't know. I like cocktails. Yeah. Like, have, have like an old fashioned or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Old but, fashions are great. But yeah, it's got to have, it's got to have something in it. Like it can't, I think you brought over bottle and, you know. Scotch. You kind of watered it down. Yeah. And, and it was, it was fine. It's just not. Just not your your Just not my style. Thing. It's really intense. Like. It's just pure intensity, basically. Really, know? like this is intense whiskey taste. Oh, okay, it's like, okay, I could, I'm sure I could appreciate and and see all the. That that's the funnest part of of uh, drinking for the first time in your 30s, because mm. you hear everyone. Like, Which talk, you did. You talk about you know, all these whiskeys and, and these beers and like, oh, it's got like a, it's got a floral v- tone. It's got a velvet note. You know, it's like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> that's like, not even food. How do you know what velvet tastes like? It's like,
1: it, it tastes like beer smells. <laughs> like that's what this beer tastes like. Tastes yeah. like, tastes kind like, like rotten kind of like, hops. Kind of like know? pee. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, well, yeah, I taste this one. You don't like pee? Yeah, it still, still tastes like slightly different pee. I love it.
0: I love drinking piss.
1: The ones um, that I I think the things that you suggested that I do like I I did really end up liking the oh. uh uh Jaeger
0: and oh, Red yeah. Bull. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh man, you'd love a German chocolate cake shot. Hmm. You would love it. It's um well, it I mean, I, there's no other way to describe it other than it really kind of tastes like chocolate, but yeah. it but you finish it with a lemon. So mm. you bite a lemon, and that brings it all together somehow into chocolate. Mm. I don't know how. Weird. Anyway, yeah. So, um, so yeah, lots of drinking in this episode. The um, so okay. So now we back up in time. We back up to when Flora is about to be born, and Dominic, the dad, shows up to the house, and he's like, "Hey guys, it, hey, what are you doing here, brother? What are you?" What are you doing here, Henry? Why are you here? And Henry's like, oh, "What are you doing, step brother? <laughs> what are you doing, stepbrother? brother?" And uh, and he's like, "Oh, it was faster to just like I was. Well, I, you know, I had a guy. I'm here to help." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, don't worry about it. She's giving birth." Okay. Um. And uh,
1: and see, I don't remember that being a thing. Like I just remember him arriving and and like.
0: He like well, I think the thing that was so he was surprised. I think the thing that he was surprised about was yes, it was too early, right? He's like, well, this doesn't match up with the timeline of when I fucked my wife appropriately. <laughs> um, this, uh, he, he, yeah, was but con-
1: he, he doesn't connect those dots till years
0: later, right? So the first thing he does is he's like, why aren't we at the hospital? Right, and he's like, oh well, the hospital is two hours away, and the doctor was only forty minutes away, so it's just faster to get the doctor in here. He's like, yeah, hmm
1: yeah Mm. but preemies Mm,
0: yeah exactly this thing's several months early yeah so what's that about Um, there's a lot of uh, of switching back and forth in this as always Uh, uh, so we switch back to the present day and Flora wakes up outside she's like on the ground she's asleep and she just kind of stirs awake Mm -hmm. and uh and then we f- uh, jump over to Danny, who's bringing Jamie, the gardener, a cup of coffee, uh, a very terrible cup of coffee. And she mm-hmm. tries to apologize for freaking out when they were making out. Now, uh-huh. OK, I have a little I have a problem. A little Can't bit. you just say that you saw a ghost? OK, f- no, not even that. My problem is with Jamie, the gardener. Mm. So. A couple episodes ago, episode four, Danny and Jamie are about to make out. They're like, yeah, they touch pinkies. Oh, pinky touch. Oh, there was a pinky touch in this episode, too. Mm. Did you see the pinky touch in episode six between uh, Henry and Charlotte? I oh, specifically yeah, 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 yeah. noted. I was like, yeah. wow, there's a lot of pinky touching going on. Mm-hmm. Bryce is on to something. Here. <laughs> um, so no. So episode four, Danny and Jay- Jamie are about to make out. And uh, and she pulls away like twice because there's a she sees the man in the mirror. She sees the.
1: She's thinking about the man in the mirror.
0: mirror. Yeah, so so she sees the man in the mirror. She jerks away. She's like, okay. and that's all it takes is like two minor interruptions like. Well, this is not worth it. And and Jamie's like, okay, bitch, maybe some other time. Take a rain check. I'm not that into you. This is not realistic to me. Or, but maybe it's super realistic because it's two girls. Because, you know,
1: I think if it
0: were me, I'd be like, ah, whatever. You saw a ghost. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let's just keep this thing rolling
1: here. Yeah it's like i mean just as we can we can fall into a vat of sewage and like you can you can can give me blue balls 20 times just as long as my dick gets wet at the end of the day i mean we're we're okay
0: cover me in ectoplasm whatever i don't care (laughs) whatever it is let's just get this show on the road uh but maybe maybe it's because it's two girls
1: i think there's um Man, a ma- dynamic or an element of this is that this is the 80s and they're gay. Mm. They're gay women. And so Danny has this thing where I mean she almost got married to a guy, mm-hmm. even though yeah. she probably knows like she's not attracted to him sexually and wants, to, you know. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. Stopping myself from saying something offensive. Yeah, good. Um <laughs> fucking chauvinist uh, so there's that element of like I think there's when um, when one homosexual is dealing with <laughs> another one that is in the closet like that's that can be really
0: frustrating maybe you all are homosexuals <laughs> <Just> uh, <laughs> oh yeah I could see yeah I guess I could see that where it's like hey can you get over this please yeah. like I got over it can't you right and um, and actually, I mean, we we learn the reasoning for for Jamie's doing this later in the episode. I really liked the 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 moon flower. Was oh yeah, moon yeah. Flower uh, speech she yeah, gave. It was really romantic. Family. Yeah, it was. Wasn't really romantic. It was really sad, but eventually it led to romance. Mm. And this is your male. Brain, your testosterone mm. fill a brain going. Mm-hmm. It, it led to sex, so romance. Well, it's a different
1: definition of romance.
0: <laughs> there's tragic romance, right? Sure, I guess. Um. So anyway, so she brings us some coffee to apologize, and you know they're they're having a discussion about that, and then they both notice, oh shit, there's Flora walking around outside, and she's like, I don't feel so good. So they get her into bed, but not before. The old au pair. What's her name? Jesse. Is it? Oh, it's Rebecca Jessel. Yeah. Rebecca Jessel. That's right. Rebecca touches Flora on the forehead and mm-hmm. Flora just poof, blacks out. Yeah. Just ugh. gives her a little boop, little boop, boop, beep. And, um, at this point, yeah, Flora
1: describes how, I mean, she, she kind of breaks the fourth wall when she's in some of these scenes, she's like saying, Oh, this is a memory. Yeah. Or I'm getting I'm getting caught in a memory I'm again. I'm folded
0: in, aren't I? Yeah. She keeps saying folded in. Yeah. And and actually this first one that she's this memory she's stuck in after being touched on the forehead is a little kid next to her bed. Right. Fucking fucking around with the uh the playhouse with the the dollhouse. Uh-huh. And she's like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" He turns around and he's got no face. Ugh. He's got no face. He's got no face. Yeah, he was – he had no eyes, no nose, no mouth. He was super creepy. And then she does the most inexplicable thing. She runs after him and then finds her mom and tells her mom. And the mom's like, oh, you know, it's it's just one of those no-face children running around our house. Um, So – but as she's telling (laughs) – He had no face! That's right. That's right. Had no face. <laughs> I haven't used that one in a while. As she's runs in to tell her mom, her mom's like buttoning up her bustier. She's like mm, t- uh, t- mm, like putting together the boobs, putting <laughs> mm-hmm. the boobs back together and mm-hmm. um and there's Uncle Henry. Hey. Hey Uncle Henry, what are you doing here in my parents' bedroom with my mom who's putting her clothes oh, on? I was on? just sleeping in another room and I
1: came in here as I was buttoning totally, up my shirt. It's
0: totally normal.
1: Don't totally worry about it. What's up, Flora?
0: How's it going, kiddo? Yeah, you got your nose. It's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh so uh yeah, her mom and the uncle obviously they don't believe her about the boy. And then she starts waking up from this thing while she's in the dream and she like, keeps saying, am I tucked away in a memory and dreaming? Um, so um, now we cut over to Henry and he seems um, super fucking disinterested in the safety or well-being of these kids for <laughs> whom he are the last people on earth that he's related to. Right? Um, th- you know – um so basically, Danny has become so concerned with, you know, the Flora, like basically like passing out and then, you know, wait, first of all, waking up outside and then mm-hmm. like passing out, losing time, saying weird shit that she calls, she does the unthinkable and calls Henry, the uncle. And she's like, um, she gets on the line with the secretary. The secretary. And the secretary's like, um, uh, call for you, sir. And he's like, are they. Do, are they in need of hospitalization? She's like, no. And he's like, well, then what the fuck? I'm not. I'm not yeah. doing this. Yeah. And um, it's it's a very strange and strong reaction. Um, Yeah. So let's see here. We got uh, now we got Henry's ghost who comes back after after Henry, like basically says, hey. Oh, the, his doppelganger. Yeah. His doppelganger. Yeah. I, I call him his ghost because he's, I mean, he's basically him. Right. Um, but, uh, he's like, he's like, he starts telling him about, he's, he set he resets up the fact that Peter has stolen like a quarter of a million dollars from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's basically putting down Henry. He's, he's putting him down and telling him he's kind of worthless. Um, so then we get kind of a lot of little glimpses of this little kid playing with the dollhouse. So this is answering a question that we've had in the past, right? Which is this dollhouse seems to be kind of omnipotent. It seems Mm. to be acting on its own accord. Right. But there's a child with no face (laughs) who's moving the pieces appropriately. He had no face! Uh, Oh,
1: And uh, what was that? Jeez. That's really out of order. That was a really sickening drop that we just played.
0: Yeah. Um. So now, uh, fortunately, we get to... Uh, well, let's see here. Owen and Hannah take care of... Oh, that's right. So Owen and Hannah take care of the kids so that Jamie can take Danny out on a date. Yee. But I thought they were going to go to a bar. And so I was a little let down because I got excited because I haven't been able to go to a bar in over six months. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, it's going to be a bar scene. And I'm going to be reminded of the Cheers-esque quality of a, of a wonderful English pub. Mm. And then uh, and then she just takes her out in the backyard. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I got all angry for a moment. And then it became a beautiful scene. I like how she's when
1: she's uh, discussing the date when... Uh... Danny is discussing the date with Jamie. She's like, well, you realize I live above a bar. That right? bar you're describing? That specific
0: bar. It's like,
1: oh, yeah, I guess I guess you do.
0: I guess you do. Yeah, and a little flat <laughs> flat right above that bar mm-hmm. that you want to go to, mm-hmm. get drunk at. Mm-hmm. That's where I live.
1: Hmm. hmm. Indeed. Uh, yeah, you did kind of mention that before. Man, that'd be so cool. I've never, I've never lived in a city. Oh, man, I can't imagine... How uncool that would be. Yeah, you think? It's like, you know, I just, sometimes I like to go to sleep
0: before two in the morning. I, you, no, you don't seem to do that. Me, though. <laughs> and then I am very attuned to sounds. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be that great of an idea. That's yeah. a good point. So she shows. So Jamie brings her into the backyard and shows Danny the moonflower and explains how hard people are for her. She's like, people, they fucking suck. Let me tell you about people. And she launches into this big, long story about how her dad was a coal miner and apparently also a cuckold. Um, And uh, her little brother is the son of one of the dudes who was fucking Mm -hmm. her mom while her dad was six miles underground, you know, mining for fucking coal, um, which just happens to be dead things that we burn to get energy like there's Mm -hmm. all this there's all this like interesting right analogies and it's great writing it's great it's a great monologue it's a wonderful monologue i'm so glad i got to i got to experience it because it was touching and sad yeah it really uh i i love the things that can make me feel something right really if you if you're looking for a
1: theme for this episode it might not be henry it might just be cuckolding
0: Oh, shit.
1: Cause, yeah. Because Henry cuckolds his brother. And then he's got this nice long monologue about Jamie's
0: father getting cuckolded. Wow. Hey, that's a good point. Um, Yeah. And, and so Jamie's kind of like, you know, people, they they suck. They're hard. It's hard for me to be convinced enough to put my time into a person because rarely is it worth it. And so and it's kind of weird because she's basically saying, like, I can't figure if you're worth my time <laughs> mm. straight to her face. Mm-hmm. But she also simultaneously is simultaneously is saying plants, though, very rewarding because right. they, you know, they, you know. They put out <laughs> <laughs> basically she's like, she's like, look. This bush, not the best bush, doesn't grow here locally. It's uh, it only blooms at night, and each one of these blooms all will die by tomorrow. But it puts out; <laughs> it does what it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, which I can relate to. So you know, game sees game. Um, and uh, let's see here. So this is
1: when it shows. Uh, it shows Henry bringing the giant house. Or the giant dollhouse yeah. for Flora's birthday. And this is where we get the sweet, sweet, <laughs> hot pinky touch. The,
0: them pinkies rubbing mm. together. Oh, I can taste those pinkies. What, what if just one I mean. it was
1: like they're like Oh, if eh. oh. <laughs> just sticking your pinky in between the ring and the, the
0: ring, in the, ring in the pinky, pinky. fingers. Ooh. It's like, hmm. that's some dirty pinky play. I don't think I'll think we do that. I think this is <laughs>
1: It's join, our, join my only fans <laughs> to, to see
0: my pinky demonstration. It, I, I'm like quarter chub. So, uh, so yeah, Henry brings them this gigant, well, the, the dollhouse mm-hmm. and, uh, and he sets up the, the, you know, at this point though, Dominic is kind of on to them. It seemed like Dominic, right. Like, He's
1: standing at the top of the stairs and like, mm, huh,
0: a whole, just- a whole dollhouse. Of my house, hmm. It's kind of, huh?
1: Yeah, and then it it reveals that Dom like did the math,
0: like he and by, did the math. And by <laughs> the way, and by the way, Henry is the worst at like keeping things low key, at like keeping it on the DL. Right. He's like, "Oh, Dominic, what are you doing here? Now I'm concerned." Like, you know, it's like he does everything wrong. He's like, right, <laughs> his poker face, not good, right? Um,
1: so then Dominic confronts Henry and basically says, You're banished, like, because I figured out that you uh fucked my wife, and that's uh where Flora came from, that's uh, why she was oh. so premature and not underweight. Yeah, another. S- astonishingly good monologue. Right. Like, and just like saying, like, she's she's mine. Like,
0: it doesn't which is like not not and he's not referring to Charlotte. He's saying, Flora. Your daughter, your your daughter who you sired is mine. Yeah. She's and you're never gonna get to see her.
1: Yeah. You won't get to see her graduate. You won't see her, you won't be the one walking her down the aisle. That's me. And it's all I mean, of course, that's, I mean, how it has to be. Yeah. Um, but also just like really undercutting, like, you are done yeah, with this family. Yeah, putting a
0: pin in him and being like, hey,
1: guess what? And so that kind of explains why Henry is like literally in exile or still exiling himself, even after his brother's dead. Like, he's still feeling the shame and guilt and like the gravity of. Oh, Yeah cuckolding his brother and, and actually and, and actually kind of respecting his brother's wishes you and know?
0: actually yeah oh that oh i didn't even realize he was respecting his brother's wishes yeah i didn't even realize that's a good point but not only that um at that exact moment after the monologue that was the when his doppelganger was born because oh, right. he's like your little shit-eating grin <laughs> you know, he's never going to grace my family again. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to deal with you looking right. at yourself in the mirror. And like, I'm, I feel sorry for you. Cause you're always going to be you. Yeah. I
1: mean, Dominic lays out <laughs> crush what, what that doppelganger is, which is basically like you have to live with yourself and you realize that you're actually evil, that you're just this shit eating grin, guy that tries to put on a facade but you know what you really are and so that's the representation of of basically his brother's monologue is this doppelganger yeah which is like (laughs) basically says he's a a piece of shit and you know he's the worst person in the world and just keep drinking yourself to to death basically
0: so as i mentioned all throughout this episode flora has been being put to sleep by rebecca um the previous au pair and um She's basically when Rebecca doesn't want like so Flora has a connection to Rebecca's ghost, right? She can see her wherever she is and she'll ask her for help. She'll be like, can you please help me? I don't want to like I don't want to like keep falling asleep. I don't want to be confused about where I am. And every time she does this, Rebecca walks up to her and boop boops her on the forehead. And then she gets folded into one of these memories and about 80 percent of the way through the memory. She realizes, Oh. I got folded into one of these things right. again. And this one is of her mom telling her how to make a talisman, which are all these little voodoo dolls we keep finding mm-hmm. all over the place. And it's so sad when she, Oh my God, it just ripped my heart out when she realizes that it's a, just a memory of her mom and it's not really her mom. And she's like, mm-hmm. mom, I miss you. And it's like, yeah, Ugh. it just fucking crushes me. It, Cause like every once in a while, will your kids hit you with something like that? They'll be like you'll you'll be you know doing your day, mm-hmm. right? And you're you're and you're kind of like moving with with purpose through your day, and they're mm-hmm. like, and they hit you with something that's like you're not. Pay- they didn't pay any attention to me today, and you're like, oh fuck,
1: yeah, yeah. Eston is the one that does that every once in a while because he's like just such a space cadet. He's he is very yeah spacey. He's just running around and jumping on things and having battles in his head and making laser sounds that's like 90 percent of his day
0: yeah can't confirm
1: and then when he like comes to you and he's like can we have a special day just you and me he's like oh, yes you know yeah. or he's like can we can we play today i'm like oh i gotta work you know yeah and it's just yeah you realize that that stuff really does have an impact, you know, like you can't just let him go alone and just like, ah, he's, he's fine. He's in his own little world. like, no, it's still really important to be involved all the time, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that crushed me. Um, and then we, we get to learn who the prank caller is this whole time. Who's been calling the fucking house all this time, Bryce Henry. It's, it's been Henry. He's been calling and calling and calling on the off chance that, his daughter Flora mm. would pick up the phone.
1: Yeah. Ugh.
0: Man, it's just it's just a whole house of misunderstanding and sadness. Almost like in real life. <laughs> Couldn't he just say, Can I talk to Flora?
1: <sighs> I guess. Well, like if it's Owen that answers, like what the fuck does he care? I'm your boss. What are you gonna do? Especially after his brother and his
0: you know, his lover are dead. Maybe so like, what's really- Maybe, but I don't know. You, I mean, th- that monologue really. Like, look, if you want to, if somebody has really, actually done you wrong, and you want to mess up their life, study the monologue that Dominic gives to Henry. With, with, and pay careful attention to exactly how they do it, because it's not a bunch of name calling and shit like that. It's like truisms. It's like I'm going to find the base of you, mm-hmm. point it out to you, and be like. That right. whole thing, it's not a good look. It's also you. Right. It's just just you. Crushing. So we're, we're nearing the end of the episode. Um, Danny actually invites Jamie to hang out um, at the house. She's like, I'm going to be up all night checking on floor anyway because she's like doing this weird in and out thing. And, um, and at this moment, Henry, we flash over to Henry and he has a real bad feeling about what's going on at the house. So he's like, I gotta go. And his ghost is like the, you know, bad Henry is like, no, you can't. Well, <laughs> it's clear that Henry's ghost is his worst impulses. Is his worst impulses. And it's like, and it's like intended to get him to stay there. You know, keep, keep the status quo. You sit here, you drink. This is what we do. we, Drink away our life in this office. So Henry gets up to go, and his ghost is like, "No, no, 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 no! Let's just hang out here. Like, you should stay here." But yeah, his worst impulses. Um, Flora chases the little kid with no face into the doll room, and, um, and and like I said, uh, oh, well, actually, we can just skip that part. Danny chases after Flora, who's running into this this. Upstairs attic room, Mm -hmm. and boom! Then Miles jumps out from behind her and smashes her in the head with like a bat or something. Well, also she sees um, the little kid with no face. Oh no, she sees sees Rebecca. Rebecca, that's what that's what spawned this whole thing. Yeah, she's she see yeah, that's right. So Flora gets through to Rebecca, and she's like, "Can you stop? You're really fucking with my head, and I and I and I just want to know what's going on." And as they're talking, Danny walks in the room. She's like, "Hey, Flora. Oh my god. What is she doing? What who's that? What are those?" <laughs> <laughs> what are those? <laughs> um and so, and she's like backs out of the room and it's like Rebecca's real corp corporeal person now. Mm-hmm. Like she's a real life. She's a real girl. And um and that's what makes them run up into the attic. Yeah, uh, Flora and Flora runs up in the attic. Danny chases her. Gets smashed on the head by miles. Yeah, she is clubbed on the head. So that's how this episode ends. Thank you for listening to our uh, after show of episode six of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Make sure to subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts cuz that really helps us out a whole bunch. Make sure to share this episode with a friend and of course visit our website horrormovietalk.com. We do have a shop if you'd like shirts or stickers of uh, the ex- or Linda Blair's head mm-hmm. with our, our our name below it. It's a it's a fucking cool sticker. There's we got a lot of stickers and shirts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, check that out. Also if you'd like to support the show you can do so uh on on our website by clicking either that one, either one of those links in the top banner it says "Buy stuff on Amazon." That portions of the proceeds of any purchase you make will go to us. Or a better way would be to go to our Patreon and consider signing up on a monthly basis. Special thanks to our artist Dustin Gobel.
1: You can find him on Instagram at d_gobel00. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. And uh, he does commissions and he does a lot of great work. So check him out. Also, special thanks to um, those great listeners that helped us with our intro, Kitty, which gave us, you know, a legit... I mean, I I don't see much difference between her British accent and mine, but I just thought it was better to have it. Fresh and drink, governor! And then uh, Max for...
0: um, composing the intro music yeah, for us. Yeah, check him out at maxwell.r.allen on Instagram. And uh, if you'd like to call us and leave a voicemail, do so at 682-253-4468. You guys have a great rest of your day. We love you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. He had no face. Oh.